about 10 years ago, the army, the Robinette within the army, decided that it would be a good idea to bring in some volunteers, civilian volunteers, um, women, uh, to work with um, the idea that more women were joining combat units. Um, If, God forbid, a woman died while she was in combat, um, they would have women, Mm -hmm. retired women or women in their 50s or 60s, women who perhaps um, had soldiers of their own, so would understand the Army experience, to deal with identification and burial preparation um, in case a female soldier died. And that would protect the modesty of the soldier, um, that it wouldn't, uh, young male soldiers wouldn't have to deal with these women mm-hmm. who may have died. Well, can you tell us about some of the difficulties uh, you've encountered there um, identifying and preparing the bodies? Yes. Um, You know, our unit was something that was uh, put together so many years ago, and we had training once a year, and we prepared for a mass casualty event, but I don't think any of us ever thought that would actually happen. And on October 7th, we all turned on our phones, and it was the mass casualty event that we had all feared. And our unit of women uh, started right away on Saturday night, October 7th, and we began working 24-7. Um, we came in groups of about four or five women uh, for eight-hour shifts. Mm. And unfortunately, like I came in on Sunday morning, I believe, and there were uh, body bags piled to the ceiling. Wow. It was a sight that was hard to believe. Um Our job was to work in two rooms. In the room where they were doing identification, we worked with um, a doctor, forensic doctor, a forensic dentist, uh, an army photographer, and we were working to help identify women soldiers. There were quite a few women soldiers who were killed in this attack early on. Um, It was our job to open the body bags. Uh, We didn't know what we would find. And cut off clothing, if need be, to examine the cause of death. It was very, very, very difficult. Um, it was very gruesome. Some of the women in our unit have a burial society experience, mm. Trevor Kadusha, but no one had ever seen anything like, like the uh, state of the bodies that we did see, the state of these young women. Um, we we worked to take off earrings, to take off necklaces, any personal effects, to wipe them from blood. Everything was covered with blood. Um, we even saved the tissues that we used to wipe the blood, because in Jewish in Jewish tradition, every everything from the body is buried with the body. Mm-hmm. Um, personal effects were to be given back to families. So we really treated these women as if, God forbid, they were our own daughters. Um, so you were, you were, were not just identifying, but also preparing them for burial? Yeah, it happened in two rooms. So mm-hmm. we were not doing the medical identification. Our job was to be there as sort of a protector of the modesty of these women during the inspection, during the identification, during the examination. These women never, ever, ever laid in these rooms with their bodies uncovered if nothing was uh, happening to them. 
they were treated with a lot of honor and a lot of respect by everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. But that was also our job. Um, after the body was identified, it's a, there's a very strict identification process in the Army. After the body was 100% identified, the soldier, he was moved to a room that is used specifically for preparation for burial. And then we were alone in that room. Mm-hmm. And in that room, we treated these women um, very, very, very lovingly. It was a very, I, I don't know how to say this, but it was a holy process. And it was a process that was, we, we saw ourselves as the last people to actually be with these women, these young, beautiful women. Most of them were army age, between 18 and, say, 22. And many of them, you know, were in terrible shape. They, their faces were contorted with grimaces. Their eyes were open. Um, their bodies were sometimes in terrible shape. They were shot many times, um, many times in the head. Hmm. And we put them in burial shrouds, and we treated them with the ultimate um, respect that they did not get as they were murdered. Um, there were sometimes bones that were horrifically broken, arms, legs, many places. And they were. we worked very hard to put them inside these shrouds, these beautiful white linen shrouds. And it was very, very difficult for us, I have to tell you. Cheryl, you have so much composure for this task. How do you feel about it? I only have composure when I'm speaking with you because I feel that the story is important to tell. I don't think I have an ounce of internal composure. Mm-hmm. I also feel that our entire unit is very strong, and we feel very, very, very strongly that our job is to get these women to their families, and there's no time for feeling. There's no time for falling apart. We'll have time for that later. And we saw terrible things that will require a lot of processing, as they say. Um, But our job is, our duty is to these families. That's our first job. Okay, Jerry, thanks so much for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me.